0: down for a cheat my other set of ears on these streets my chick my don't chick. try to act fancy straight off the hood but still keep it classy high hips
1: welcome to the mega man's podcast with their host steven martinez aka mega man this is gonna be episode 39 i got my boy oh creep aka j stomp in the city of orange what's That's up my boy right.
0: what's good man how's everything i'm good brother what about yourself
1: <laughs> chilling man it was a long drive but hey it was it was freaking worth it uh worth it because i was like man too busy then i was like oh, I'm, i want to be always want to be on time dude yeah I, i'm not i'm never that late cat
0: yeah i'm the same way too just you know shows uh, how responsible you are <laughs> yeah man i've been
1: i've been uh really busy i've been uh doing two podcasts uh, I'm doing a podcast Right now with you. Then I have to uh, make a trip because my boy. Uh, Shout out to Beer Thug Life. He did a collab with Sandbox Brewery. Okay. I was double IPA and and after that, yeah, I, I've been on the I've been on the grind lately. I you're Tommy. You're
0: like the Tupac of uh, podcast bro. <laughs> you but I'm not dead yet. I'm so, still. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm just pushing it out because uh, I'm I'm gonna take a break for two months and everything because you know like you know I let you know earlier like my girl she's two months pregnant and congratulations thank brother you. Her, thank you man you know, you know what it is fatherhood's like yeah it's, it's beautiful and now like I just want to focus on my girl and, and take care of her and you know give her that love and everything
0: yeah that's right that's what men do
1: yeah so the reason why I brought you on because I, I want your story to be told and everything and and I, I've been following you for a while because uh, the first time I heard you you're on the George Perez story yeah you know with Saite Bice Xavier and all that and what's I was up, like what's what's up up? shout out to you guys and uh yeah i mean everything about uh your life and what you've been through and stuff like that it was it was intriguing oh
0: yeah it definitely has been interesting man we all have we
1: all have bumpy roads but we all deserve second chances. yeah exactly that
0: and you know i mean you know i don't complain or whine about nothing but we are here now and you know we're making the most of it we're we're positive about the situation oh yeah
1: so tell me about you uh where did you grow up in orange county all your life
0: yeah um my parents... My dad was uh, born and raised in Orange. Yeah. And my mother's from Imperial County. Mm-hmm. So she moved over here with family. They hooked up. And I've been in Orange County, you know, since the gate, you know. Uh-huh. So,
1: Which it was uh, with uh, w- uh What did you do, like, back in the day when you were little and stuff like that? Like, um, games into
0: mischief? Yeah. I mean, my parents divorced fairly young. So my mom lived in Santa Ana at about the age of five. My dad lived in Orange for... That's my neighborhood on Cypress Street. Uh-huh. Uh You know, piece, uh, shots all my people from Orange, and spe- specifically on Cypress Street, uh, one of the oldest neighborhoods in the U.S., man. Really? One of the oldest barrios in the U.S. It rivals the hoods from East L.A. and, you know, other parts of the country that, you know, they have been there. It's, roots are from, like, the late 1800s and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, you know, and my family's been there from the gate, you know? Um, but... I was, ra- I was raised in Orange for the most part. Um, I bounced between my parents, Orange, and Santa Ana. Yeah. Uh, my dad lived right there on Cypress Street. Uh-huh. Um, wasn't considered the hood, 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 mm-hmm. but the hood, it was called the Vecindad, uh-huh. and it was basically Central Cypress Street, and I lived on North Cypress, other homies came from South Cypress, but the kicking spot was Central Cypress, the Vecindad, you know? Fuck,
1: damn, man. And, like, how was it growing up, like, in your junior high and your high
0: school days? Oh, those are cool, man. I mean, especially during that era. It was the 90s, man. So, I mean, gangbanging was at an all-time high. Okay. Hip-hop was fresh. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we didn't have all the social media. We didn't have... You know, we were still simple. Yeah, we were still... Advancing, we had our Nintendo. Yeah, you know, so it was pretty cool childhood. I mean, I liked it. I mean, I got a, did a lot of stupid shit as a kid. They and all did. we yeah, all, all
1: mischief, you know, like everything. You know, people will never know these days the Toys R Us and the fucking Mattel shit and the Nintendos like the Power Glove yeah. and all that stuff and the Micro Machines and Hot Wheels yeah, and, that, and that, imaginary that stuff. Were yeah. oh fuck. I still. Uh, no lie. I have, I have a lot of collectibles. I have about, no lie, about three unopened boxes of Garbage Pill Kids. Oh, wow. So I have two, um, one, two boxes unopened, and I have another one that they did an air on it, which is worth money. Oh, wow. And I so. still have the. Uh, two uh, unboxed opens of Castle Grayskull. Oh, wow. And uh, one with a speaker on it. Mm-hmm. Then I have another uh, box unopened of Teddy Ruxpin. Wow. I used, those were stories. Those yeah. were stuff. He-Man still, back in the day, and I still have one box of a G.I. Joe doll.
0: Oh, those are dolls. Yeah, right. so
1: I still have some, but it's like, man, my girl's like, are you gonna, like, sell that shit? It's like, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that, you yeah.
0: know? Once you don't realize the, you know, the, the significant value it holds to our era, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. That's why a lot of kids these days don't even know what old school like the stuff back in the day is. Yeah, you know? and that's me.
0: I, I teach my kids all that stuff. For real? Yeah. Teach them old school, huh? Yeah. Uh, we're watching some documentary about how uh, they was. Who was a produced uh, the he mans Was it Mattel? I Mattel, think, or, Mattel, yeah, yeah, Mattel. And about well, how you know how it started off as a you know that they didn't even have no direction. They just had maybe like three or four characters and put them out and they hit. And how then they start developing the story and then they hand it off to Marvel Comics and it just, you know, snowballed and, you know, I show my kids stuff like that. I try to keep them old cool. you know, I know they're, you know, they're young or whatever, but, you know. They got their manners. They got their morals. They, you know what I mean. They're, they ain't gonna be like the rest of these suckers, right? <laughs> I, I
1: was telling my kids back in the day. I still have uh, unopened collections of Nintendo Powers, the oh, books. Oh, the, the magazines. The magazines. Mister. I have those. Or the character and, Mister. And my, yeah, and my <laughs> mom, she was telling me like, I he spent, I am used to be so mad, and like a bill would be like three hundred dollars. Yeah. Because I used to call one eight hundred like, hey, how would you do with this, a Metroid or Mega Man oh, I or this? Dude, and my mom that. Would be pissed. You know how? <laughs> hey, how do you beat uh, uh, Mike Tyson, you go press this, 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 and I would write everything down and it would charge two ninety nine a minute.
0: Oh, wow, dude. I was like, fuck. I remember seeing that, but I was like, oh, I'm not gonna get my ass whooped for Yeah. It. <laughs> I used to be, I
1: said, man, I used to call those 976 bunnies like, on Easter
0: days. And <laughs> the shit. ones uh, uh, that come out the commercials late, like at 2 in the morning?
1: No, it used to come on like in the, in the afternoons, like at 12, 12 p.m., 1 p.m. Oh, okay. Like if it's a holiday, like a bunny, you want to talk to the bunny here oh, and there. Oh, okay. I'm
0: thinking, about, I'm thinking dirty that like, you're going to like the. Oh, yeah,
1: the that one- too, <laughs> <laughs> that too I remember uh, my bill came out to a thousand bucks wow I was calling girls from the Philippines and shit wow yeah? Dude. yeah it was crazy but yeah like with all the childhood stuff man I still reminisce about stuff like that but now these days with the kids
0: it's a lot different dude it's different everything's all digital it's man. all iPad yeah you know? iPad tablets phones uh consoles stuff like that and I have I have uh I have uh four boys oh right. yeah and uh You know, on my youngest, he's cool because he still likes playing with toys and like he—he's seven years old, but he'll—he'll put everything aside and play with toys and do stuff. The rest of them, yeah, there are phones and iPads iPads and consoles and all that. I can't
1: have that because they don't feel like you know. I try to get. My kids off it because I want them to teach them reality. Like go, ahead, go outside. Yeah. A lot of kids don't go outside anymore. No, man. It's all like you never know these days, you know. Yeah, and
0: that's the thing too, because I mean, you never know, man. <laughs> There's some weird motherfuckers out there that you know, um, shit. One night me and my girl were parking, and these cats, they were carrying a rifle, dude, and it looked like they were gonna uh, try to like kidnap her, dude, and maybe on some human trafficking type shit. And then they realized I was there. And I'm like fuck. I don't even got a rifle on me, but you know whatever. And then they change their mind. So it's a it's it's a hard thing to to, to is judge. It, you is, know.
1: Is, is it like that in Orange County a lot? I
0: heard like I heard it like Orange County's like it's
1: bad. Like it's tough.
0: Well, Orange know? County. Okay, don't fuck like Okay, Orange County is like a trip. Obviously, it's not LA County. LA County is huge. You know, you got certain areas that are grimy beyond grimy. I mean, for the most part, they've cleaned up Orange County pretty well. There's still the grimy sections, but. Orange County and this I got this information from uh, I was taking a Chicano Studies class uh, a few semesters ago Yeah And Orange County's uh, human trafficking hub I guess uh, Garden Grove and Anaheim have I guess the Most human trafficking in the U.S. Little Saigon. Yeah.
1: And all that. Westminster. Heard heard some shady stuff about the corrupt, uh, the cops in Westminster. Yeah, it's,
0: I mean, Orange County in general is corrupt. They just kicked out the DA uh, Well, they voted him out. But that guy was under investigation for like eight, nine different things. Fucking, he screwed up a, a few big cases, you know, and us from the hood, we knew about that already. But you know what I mean. Everybody now is coming out. You know.
1: That's tight, man. Well, I mean, it's 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 good cleaning up. There's one thing I noticed. They cleaned up where the Angel Stadium is. All the homeless were. They cleaned up all that shit. Yeah, they did. I was like, what the fuck? It's like you know, is this some crazy stuff? It is. The homeless. Have you noticed the homeless rate? I mean, homeless populations is rising. It
0: is. It is rising, and I heard that was even. I got family from Utah. And they said, I was thinking, okay, California, cost of living real high and so stuff. They're all like, man, Utah, it's like the same shit over there, too, you know? Fucking. So I'm just, you know, it's, you know, capitalism, man. We live yeah. in a capitalistic society, so, you know, things shift one way or another. And mm-hmm. right now, it's not shifting towards the lower. Lower yeah.
1: class, you know. My uh, my mom and uh, she lives in the Central Valley in Modesto. Oh, okay. And a lot of the Orange County homeless in the LA and all over Oregon, they're put their into Central Valley. Oh wow. And they're having it's a about highest crime rate, home invasions. I believe uh, People it. who are veterans who can't get no medical stuff, they're just throwing them to Modesto, and it's it, it's bad, you know. Wow. And like, my mom's like, I don't know if we should just move out of California. It's just it's expensive these days you know and it
0: is but from what i understand i mean it's that's what it's like everywhere now you know what i mean and you know um, i don't mean to get into no politics and stuff like that we i think we all you know stand on the same side of whether this president is legit or not but yeah you know um you know some guys change where you know the obviously you know the rich can't keep getting the rich beyond the Point where nobody else survives, you know.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, uh, tell me how you how do you know George Perez?
0: George, um, as kids growing up, you know, we all played uh, sports and stuff like that. Um, you know, we had a lot of same friends, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't really really start getting close until junior high. Junior high? Yeah, junior high. Um, right then, we got close. Uh, we used to hang out a lot. George is a real outgoing guy, so it's. Um, it's not like uh, there's no doubt that he didn't become a comedian and, and, and somebody that's out there like that you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, uh, I would say a celebrity you know because yeah, yeah. he's always had that that kind of persona to him you know what I mean is he a ladies man <laughs> uh, I don't want to throw him under the bus for nothing <laughs> You know, I mean, he's never had no problems with girls, you know what I mean? <laughs> At least not as far as that goes, you know what I mean? But, yeah, he's a good boy right there, man. I, uh, he always tells a story about I was the first one that, that shaved his head. Oh, real? Yeah, from uh, eighth grade. We were going into um, ninth grade, and we were on the football team, and we were going through hell week. And he used to have, like, a little uh, a little GQ fade and all a little pretty boy stuff, right? <laughs> like, man, you take that shit off. That shit's hot out there. <laughs> Hit, I hate it that first time on my pad right after practice. We went to my pad, shaved it off, and that was it. I've never seen my hair again. Oh, man. He's only really nice <laughs> to have that shit
1: skin tight. Yep. Skin tight with this and everything, man. Yeah. was it? Did you guys ever get into a lot of mischief back in the day in high school? Oh, and all man, that? yeah.
0: We, from fights to all kinds of shit, you know what I mean?
1: Man, just but, hearing all the stories, like... Yeah, uh, i heard it with you and George, like, man, there must have
0: been some drive by's this was like ah. It was crazy. We all went to a barbecue one time and from what I understand, I mean I was I was just rolling with them, you know. George George is a homie and you know, uh all our boys from Orange right there, especially on the west side and from uh from Soys. Uh-huh. That's that's the that's their that's the clique. Straight out of Saint style. That's George and, and some of the homies and um we went to some barbecue, man, and ended up being a big old scrap where some dude ended up getting smoked right there, uh-huh. and one of the homies got busted for it. Yeah. Fortunately, he's out. He made, you know, he got out, he did some white time, he's out, but, I mean, that was just, that's, like, tip of the iceberg shit right there. Yeah. And those were the times, though, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. The fucking 90s were off the hook, man. Yeah,
1: people are just, well, I used to live uh, in Wilmington back in the day. Oh, yeah. That was Harbor. Ooh, fuck and yeah, that fuck shit was turned over. up right there. Yeah. Turned up with San Pedro, you got Torrance, you know. I hear a lot of stories with the cops from Torrance that would just start shooting people like fucking left and right. The whole junctions, Wilmington. It was it was crack, crack and cocaine back in the day. It was bad. We yeah. and we couldn't. We only could spend time outside for a certain amount of time. Then once the night got, you know, we had to go back in that side. We heard yeah, a lot of drive-bys, huh? drive-bys everything. You yeah. know, it's just like I'm just glad everything calmed down. But, yeah,
0: it's it, it good. You know, that, that did get like that. I mean, fortunately, like, unfortunately, I should say for us. It, it took gentrification. We're mm-hmm. we're getting pretty hard hit, hard with gentrification. Basically, the college is buying up all the property. I heard about that. Yeah, and they're they're trying to get us out of there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, it's it's happened in a lot of neighborhoods in LA where they've you know they've basically took over the area gentrified and stuff like that. But the idea never dies. You know? Yeah. It just seems for us like you had to be from certain. You had to be from Cypress Street, Lemon. Walnut, LaSalle, sound to to be able to be from the hood, or you have to have had uh been really respected. Fucking now, uh, uh to be able to function with us now that they just opened up the whole gates. Now it's the whole city. You know, is it mean?
1: was it at some time well, at nights in Orange County was it hard was this kind of scared to walk at night like you know like in certain streets of games? Oh yeah, yeah, it was
0: bad at one time. Um shit, I mean, I remember what about 13 14 years old getting shot almost every other night drive-bys and shootings and you know and at that age you know you're a kid you like at first you think like, it's like it's like uh playing the game you know what i mean i survived that one you know uh getting shot at and stuff like that and then you start realizing shit i better start taking this shit fucking serious this ain't no game you know yeah and you know we had a homeboy that got killed my boy uh Rob Thompson, AKA Creeper, rest in peace. Uh-huh. We were out uh, one night fucking around gangbanging and shit and um, he ended up getting shot over it, you know? And um thing is, you know, he went out like a soldier. You know, we seen the guy running up with a gun and he just put in reverse to try to run the guy over and the guy loaded on the car, you know oh, what I mean? Man. And 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 it hit him and, you know, um, for time, you know, his injuries caught up to him and he died and, you know, but that was like, Uh, You know, I was about 16 at that time. And man, it taught me a big lesson, man, you know? So, you know, my old boy's death wasn't in vain, you know? And, you know, I miss him and all, but you know, it it taught me a big lesson, you know? And and, and life in general, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you realize, you know, hey, life is fragile, you know? All it takes is one little thing and you're done, you know?
1: With like us, you know, you and I were both parents and you have four boys, I have two boys, and gonna have a daughter and another baby if they ever grow up and be like hey you know like they like oh we had it easy but with you how would you teach your boys be like how it was back in the day it was tough dude yeah
0: it was tough you know and I, and i'm really glad either way You know, I'm not going to be one of those guys that are going to set up my kids to be the next gang members or next, you know, because I expect and want better for them, you know. And with us, it wasn't about being a gang member or being from a hood or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We just grew up there with family, with friends, and that was our community, you know. You jumped one of my friends or family or the community, I was going to get involved, you know what I mean? And, you know, it wasn't, you know you know the, obviously law enforcement likes to spend all oh, their gang members or this it wasn't like that for us it was more like we're, we're family we're, we're community we yeah. stick together and other people from the outside from other areas you know you because know, we had a lot of with like Santa Ana and Hoods and Anaheim and stuff like that and they're outsiders I don't care, me me and my homeboy might not be getting along at that day, but somebody shows up and, you know, there becomes uh, some kind of confrontation, you know, that's my family, you know? I always
1: heard, like, the stuff George talks about with, like, the cruising at Bristol. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you can get some girls there or you can get shot over there.
0: Hey, the crazy thing with Bristol, man, is every weekend somebody got killed. That's who, yeah. But every weekend you're still going you're taking that chance you're taking that chance man oh. you know what i mean and you know innocent people got killed of I mean, innocent bystanders you know chicks you know dudes that are in gangbangs and people who knows how many people died over so it's a identity. long street huh just drive it's a big through. long street i would say it's at least about 10 miles i oh. could be wrong but it's a big 10 mile street um pretty big and there's some big sections and it goes through almost every hood in our in Santa Ana I should say and if you know Santa Ana Santa Ana's pretty fucking active you know what I mean very active yeah and uh but we we went every fucking I just see
1: yeah I mean I have a cousin out there but I don't talk to them that much but say it gets active
0: yeah it does it gets active they don't fuck around no they don't and I remember as a kid um like I said my parents were divorced my mom lived in Santa Ana, right by Bristol Street yeah and um yeah, I remember fucking shootouts and, you know, people, I remember going to get pizza, like, with family members, and like, them gang-banging, jumping somebody right there, and, uh-huh. yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy, man, you uh-huh. know, and, but when you grow up around it, it becomes pretty normal, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: so, how, how's your life now? How's everything?
0: Um, I get off parole in March. Uh-huh, which is a few more days from now it's one of the reasons why I haven't really been too pushy on the music because they use all that shit against me they try to violate me um I said back a few months ago because of video clip what? and yeah um matter of fact, I caught uh some gun- a gun charge because of it and what it was is I used to meet my parole officer at my dad's residence, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just told him, you know, I'm not going to give. Initially, when I got out, I stayed out with my sister, and like the second week I was there, it showed up, like 15 cops with dogs and all kinds of shit just for parole check, right? Yeah. And so she's all like, I can't have that. You got to go. So I told the parole officer, hey, you want to check this out? I can't give you an address, but I'll meet you here. Right? So I don't know what he had in his system or whatever, but Somebody shared a video clip that I had on one of my, um, I think, Facebook or Instagram or something of a video we did. Uh-huh. And they shared it. Well, somehow the cops seen it. And they fucking raided my dad's house. Right? I wasn't even there. I wasn't nothing. And they raided. They found my dad's legal gun. And his name that's registered to him took his gun and charged me for a possession of firearm. So that's some bullshit I'm going through right now. Wow. <laughs> well, you're almost done with parole and you're fucking free, dude. Yeah, that's it, dude. So, you know, I'm, yeah. it, was, it was a long stretch, man. It made me do three years on parole and, you know, and. I didn't, no violations, no nothing, but yeah, here, here I, we are, man.
1: Hey, I'm not perfect either, man. I mean, fuck, I had two DUIs in one month, dude. Yeah. I was fucking, I was fucking crazy. <laughs> I was drinking, drinking, and I got, like, a whole bunch of uh, driver's license, and when I got two DUIs, man, it, fuck me. Yeah. I'm just selling. That should probably cost your arm and a leg, huh? Uh, i give us $64,000 just to get my fucking license back. All that shit.
0: That ain't no joke. Hey,
1: it's no joke, but now it's like I don't. Drink like I used to and stuff, you know, yeah. and everything, because, you know, now my probation's done. It was like in what two thousand what
0: nine? Yeah, you ain't trying to get back on that shit. no, I, I wouldn't be. Yeah,
1: now I know my limit because when I went to the alcohol class and everything like that, it taught me like, don't do this, like eat a lot of food, drink beer, then drink water, then eat a lot more food, but don't get crazy, because yeah. that's why I don't drink liquor no more. Yeah, I don't drink wine. I just drink only but craft beer. Yeah, it's kind of humbling me because when I used to drink, I used to drink nonstop just to get passed out. But now, I, I I don't do that. So, that's yeah. why I go to a lot of breweries. And the, this person changed my life. I said, why are you drinking all those beers too fast? You're not, like, in high school anymore. Yeah. It's like, you know how long it took me to make that fucking beer? He like, what? Like, seven months. Oh. Drink it like it's a wine. Just drink it. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate craftsmanship it.
0: craftsmanship So,
1: that's what I do. I just check like beer fights and socialize with people. Yeah. And I don't go to the bars like I used to anymore. Because you get into fights. Yeah. Like, I was... Back in the day, I was, you know, talking to some girl. Then... I guess she didn't tell me that she had a boyfriend. She was like, whatever. <laughs> then the guy got a beer bottle and cracked me in the back of the head right here, uh, bam, right there, and cracked me. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah, what the
0: fuck was that about? Huh? Yeah,
1: what the fuck, dude? It like, it was my girl. I'm like, well, keep your girl on the leash. Yeah, dude. exactly.
0: Better fucking teach her.
1: But yeah, but hey, I'm glad that you know, like, your pearl's almost done and everything. Hey, do you, I know you got. I got to know, what hobbies do you like to do?
0: Uh, I like paintballing.
1: Paintballing? Yeah.
0: Is that good? Yeah, it's, it's crazy, huh? Yeah. I is. always wanted to try it. It's dope, dude. We need to connect soon. Uh, on that, my brother uh, likes to paintball a lot. Uh-huh. I used to paintball in the past, but the people I used to paintball always sort of stopped. Uh-huh. So um, strategy, huh? Yeah. So my brother started doing it. So been doing that. Uh-huh. Um, that's one of my hobbies. Um, we got. Uh, flank drones. Oh, well, how's that? It's cool, dude. It's cool. Interesting. You see, like, oh, look at that girl. Look at that girl fucking
1: that guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> In the
0: backyard. <laughs> and, and, you know it would be nice if the, if the camera had some, like, x-ray vision or something. You know I I mean? Go through the... Some of the walls or something, you know what I mean? That'd be crazy. Yeah, imagine all the shit you can pick up. Mm-hmm. The camera <laughs> you see, like a, I saw one on YouTube where this
1: this this guy who has wife, and he was thinking like his wife was cheating and he said he had a drone and flew and saw his wife drive like a couple locks down and met the husband and this and it was crazy man was like, <laughs> i don't know about that shit but that's cool yeah. you like any sports or anything
0: yeah i'm a big raider fan fucking raiders yeah man. fuck it yeah. it hurts but hey fuck it yeah. that's my team and you know what it just this is like a hood i ain't gonna switch up we'll, we'll see it. what happens you know with the draft you know what they can see we got you know
1: you know gruden you know i we also know. got
0: that new gm yeah well man, don't, what's
1: so. up with car he has he has his good then he has his bad I mean, they they fucking Mac. He went to the Bears. Yeah. I was like, why you do that for?
0: Um, you know what? Now, I see in the long scheme of things, look at like uh, how the Broncos are right now. Mm-hmm. They paid so much for Von Miller. They have paid so much for their defense. They don't even got a quarterback, man. You know what I mean? They can't. You know, Peyton Manning's gone. They, you know, now they're down to Joe Flacco or something like that. So, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? I understand now what the Raiders are doing. They would have committed way too much money on Mac. Probably I don't You know Look at Look at the Patriots No money Not that much money But look Uh, No they don't Take nobody's shit You know what I mean Everybody's plug and play So I'm hoping That John Gruden is basically the West Coast fucking Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? Well, once they move, well, I don't know when are they gonna move in a year
1: or two to Las Vegas. Yeah, I think they got
0: one more season and then they're, they're headed yeah. to Vegas.
1: So maybe I don't know. That'd be kind of messed up to say, but hopefully you know do good. But maybe they're trying to get maybe trying to rebuild when they get over there, like what the Rams did, where they moved, got the stadium, and but I mean the dedication with the Raiders still in LA is still like. They, Rams get no respect. It's all Raiders, dude. Yeah, Raiders that,
0: nation. Hey, close, and of course, me, you know, I'm sorry to all my Rams fans. I got tons of uh, uh, homies that represent Rams and all that, but... Uh, when they used to play in Anaheim. Yeah, exactly. Right down the street. Yeah. Our hood's right down the street yeah. from fucking Angel Stadium. I am. And um, fucking, uh, all I can say is uh, the Raiders are the only NFL team to ever bring LA a Super Bowl. hmm So, Rams fans... Good try, but Raiders still own out. I don't know it. what happened with the Rams. <laughs>
1: they the Super Bowl. Like, what the fuck? It was three-three in three halftime, and they just fucking. Yeah, Gurley yeah. disappeared. Gurley disappeared. Yeah, everybody. You know, the quarterback like, was like, "Fuck, man!" I was like, "What the heck, dude?" But I mean, you can't go, you can't, you can't say shit about Tom Brady. who's was six, six
0: Super Bowls. Yeah, at this point, you know, I'm, you know, we're about the same age now. I think he's a little bit older than me. Um. And, you know, he's doing it for uh, uh, representing them older cats now, so. You say he wants, you know a, he wants a quarterback for, like, six years. Oh, I think he got maybe about another two, three. Mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen, he's just going to get probably some kind of horrific injury, and then that's that. Yeah. I mean, like, sort of like a Alex Smith-type injury or something. Alex
1: Smith. What well, to him?
0: Um, Who was it that tackled? He was, I remember he was the Niners, and he went to the Chiefs. I haven't heard him say Yeah, he's on the Redskins, and he got, uh, look it up, he got tackled out. Uh, was it by the Cowboys? Or no, but either way, they hit him so where like his whole legs turned backwards. You know what I mean? Like Joe Thiesman. Yeah, basically. Or was that dude on the Cowboys that did something similar to him? Remember during the playoffs? I have to see. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, he's yeah, he got it pretty bad. That's crazy. What about
1: who's your favorite baseball team? I know I'm looking at it right uh, now, dude.
0: Yeah, well you know, uh, I played for this team in little league. That was my first team. Uh huh. And then, of course, you know, the hood rocks, rocks it. So, yeah, I got to go with Baltimore mm. Orioles, man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Even though everybody's Angel fans around here. Mm-hmm. I'm not that big of a baseball fan, so, yeah, I'm going to rock the hood, too.
1: You know, I'll be honest. I rarely see people sport an Orioles cap.
0: Yeah. Rare. Yeah, especially out here.
1: I was like, man, oh, is that, like, is that good? Like, you know, like, but Orioles, like, I rarely see it. I just... You don't see it that much.
0: Yeah, it's a trip because there's a few places I've gone and I'm like, oh, you're from Baltimore? And like, nah, but I'm an yeah. Orioles fan. Orioles, you know? <laughs> and that, that,
1: that good player is Kyle Ripken, yeah, Kyle Ripken, Ripken Jr., Billy Ripken. I know the father was the manager. Yeah. There's some. I mean, Rafael Pal- Palmeiro. Palmero. Yep. I remember that shit, man. There's they had good teams. Yeah, they know. did. Good playoffs. You yeah, know. they did. But when I think about you know Baltimore, I think the Orioles. they about that show. But earlier talk about the wire. Yeah. That's yep. one of by far the most best series show ever. Yes, great show. I dude. watch it every fucking day. Yeah, I need I, to get
0: back on it. I, I never finished watching the the, the last seasons, so mm-hmm. I need to get back on it. I.
1: I always wanted to have a dream where if they did a reboot of it... I would like to see where Marlo is now. Oh yeah. You know, or like how how Omar became Omar. Yeah. And how what's everyone doing now? Like, yeah,
0: how they how they got through, or whether they got killed, or fucked yeah. up, or whatever.
1: But how you see that wire show is what you see in society now. Yeah. It breaks everything down with like, you know, with the the city, the judges, the lawyers are crooked. Like just the drugs, everything's all like. Yeah, and that's, a, you know,
0: the thing is, you know, in society, you know, a lot of people, uh, they want to justify certain things. Like, you know, nowadays, ever since Trump became president, everybody wants to justify racism. Mm-hmm. You know, all, you know, and I've seen, you know, uh, racist people going like, are you even legal? Motherfucker, my ancestors been on this continent <laughs> fucking longer than yours have, you know? And, you know, and, you know, with... With that, with Trump being elected, it's it's opened those doors, and I, I think I got to see a lot of people's true feelings on things, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of races are at each other's throats right now, which is unfortunate, you know? And mm-hmm. especially with minorities, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, you know, I don't care what people say, we got the deck deck stacked against us.
1: Do you, when, when you see stuff in society how it is, and you're just like, man, I'm gonna get a pen and paper and start writing rapping like this, 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 like what you see, Right now,
0: at times I do. At times I do. Um, you know, I've been through shit. I've been through the legal system. I've uh-huh. fought cases. Um, I'm going to legal through the legal system right now um, for my daughters. Um, I got one. I got one in Utah, and I got three in um, Colorado. And man, that system is jacked up too. You know what I mean? Just because oh well, he's a felon. Okay, well we're gonna keep the kids away from you. I mean, how much sense does that make? There's been studies that have been shown that you know that the daughters need their fathers, the kids need their fathers, you know, and yeah. you know they allow the mother to alienate the kids, and you know, and what's that teaching them later on down the line? Mm-hmm. What not to trust men, not to trust people, you know. So it's it's a screwed up system, man. A lot yeah. of things need to be changed, and you know, um, I hope one day I get in a position where I can help somehow, you know, revise things or you know help other people with their cases man because it it ain't easy you know
1: galleys it's fit to me i I see it more kind of even now i don't know if you know but i live in long beach Mm -hmm. and i've been seeing a lot of the kids are going with their fathers yeah how often you see that yeah and i I I get shit be like well you have two kids live with you well why they should live with the mothers like well they live with me but it should go who's best fit for the kids exactly and sometimes you know it could be a guy or it could be a woman but like well i don't want my kids yeah and it's like well go spend time you know it's like well you know some people are just not made to be parents
0: yeah exactly And you know i like i told you um my parents were divorced at a young age and yeah. um you know me and my dad have a really good relationship uh-huh. because at that point in time my my dad basically divorced my mom uh uh-huh. Um, he caught her cheating and shit. Yeah. And, you know, she tried to use me basically as a pawn. Oh, like if you don't him. do this, you won't see him. Yeah, again. type of shit like that. Him, but, um, you know, she was fucking up because she was partying a lot. Yeah. And, you know, she didn't really give me that attention I needed and stuff like that. So, my dad, you know, being a smart guy as he is, he took her to court for, uh, for what is it, custody. And... The judge made me choose. You gotta choose either your mother or your father, mm-hmm. you know? And as much as I love my mom, yeah. She didn't care about me at that point. She was too busy about partying, doing her thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I had it and it felt like a I, I felt like a traitor, man. You know, like, you know I, I wanna go with my dad, you know. I, I would choose my dad uh, you know, and they asked me why, I'm like, Well, she's, you know, She's never here when I need her, and this, this, and that, and mm-hmm. it hurt, dude. I felt like a fucking traitor putting a fucking knife in my mom's back. Do you, you know feel, what I mean?
1: Are you more close with your mom? Or are you still? It's still like. Music? Nah,
0: it's. I think she's never gonna let that go. She's always gonna have that grudge because of that. Can't be stubborn forever. Yeah, you can't. But man, you. You'd be surprised how some people don't realize. It hurts. Yeah, how. You know. You'd be surprised how, how some people don't realize what they're doing subconsciously. You know what I mean? They do things and then they realize not too later, like, oh, shit, you know, Mm -hmm. like, why was I doing that type of shit? I think with
1: people, like, I realized, like, with my mom and dad, they weren't good parents and I was, like, on my own, but I feel like maybe because with their parents, they didn't give them love or maybe their parents and parents didn't give them love and all that stuff, so, yeah, I get it, man.
0: Yeah, And, and, you know, me, you know, being the person that I am, I don't want to repeat that cycle. Oh hell no! We gotta you know, break no? that cycle. Exactly, exactly. And you know, it sucks. You know, basically, uh, my my daughter's mom's got bitter yeah. that you know it didn't work out with them and using the kids as pawns. It can't be like that. it be neutral, yeah. you know. And it's selfish, you know. And the, the funny part is, one claims to be a big old Mormon, one claims to be a Christian, and <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know what that Mormon is. I mean, I mean, yeah, you, you have multiple wives. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know what the. heck That's going too many on girl there. problems, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's too like, many girl problems. I yeah, forget like all that. that, bro. You, you know on I mean? Monday, you on Tuesday, you on Friday. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Let me exactly. let my let my dick get a rest. <laughs> That's too much problem. <laughs> yeah, we going to
0: stack up stack up on the ammo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you
1: have any uh funny stories? Uh, this, uh, this is the funny the funniest story we talked about on George Perez. Like, you and your boy you went to the strip and. <laughs>
0: Your boy oh. didn't money, dude. Yeah, he stuck me with a with a freaking stripper bill, basically.
1: What the fuck? I know, <laughs> dude.
0: Real quick recap for those that that haven't uh, heard it. Basically, I turned eighteen, and my boy Lewis, rest in peace, yeah, told me, "Hey, I want to take you to a strip club. Go pop your chair, get your first uh, lap dances and, and all right." So we go to Flamingos, which is off of Catella, I think in like a State College, still right uh, in Anaheim. We're still there, yeah. And so you know. I'm green, man, I've never, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've seen, you know, chicks naked and shit by that point, you know, I was already 18, but never like that, you know what I mean? So I walk in, I'm all like, whoa, I'm all eyes, you know, watching everything, so I'm just going with the flow, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. He goes and he gets us some strippers, they are like Russian or some shit, and um, like it was like, like, uh... Two or three strip dances, right? Yeah. He's paying them off. Well, finally, uh, he gets them to bust out two more dances. that are like, Well, wait, wait, wait! You haven't given us some cash yet, you know?" Because he's the one of those Just come on, keep it going, keep it going, keep it <laughs> going. Don't stop, right? So they tell him, "Hey, uh, you know what? You need to, you need to pay some money before we give you any more dances." He's all like, "Well, I already gave you all my cash, you know." So, well, do you got an ATM? And they're like, "Yeah." So the chick tells me, "You stay here with her," and she told the chick, the other stripper, you know stay with him here, we're going to go to the ATM machine, so, uh, they go to the ATM machine, and if I know my boy correctly, he did something to, to, to frickin' make sure that ATM card didn't work, so I guess he comes back, and he's like, hey, it didn't work, um, I'm going to have to go to 7-Eleven, she's all like, yeah, you, and the strippers, you're going to have to wait here, and, um, you know, until he gets the money, this and that, so he pulls me aside, he goes, if, um, I'm not back like in about a minute. Uh-huh. Just go out there and, and look for me. And uh, he had a funny voice too. He was like, hey, stumper. Hey, uh, if I don't come back in a minute, eh, just go out there and look for me. And and I'll be right there, okay? And and I'm like, you know what? This, this, something's weird about this. You know what I mean? Like, why is he telling me to meet him in about a minute before? Um, you know. Before getting the money, because if he has to go to 7-Eleven, that's going to take like 10, 15 minutes, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, all right. So I stand up. I'm like, hey, where's your guys' restroom? Well, the chicks get up. I'm like, well, where are you going? And um, I'm like, I start walking. walking to the restroom. So the, the Bouncer's this big old Samoan dude, right? He's coming from like the the, the, the entrance. You know how the strip clubs usually have the entrance and the exit? And uh, he sees me, and he starts coming towards me, right? So I'm going, and they're falling. I'm like, Oh, where's your bathroom? And they're all like, well, it's right there. So I I had to like cut real quick and make like a quick laugh. And then some, the some Simone monster started to run after me. And I started taking it out. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I get out there and I see my boy with the door open. My uh, of the car going, come on, let's go. Go. <laughs> so I fucking, uh, good thing I had a football jersey on because uh, someone grabbed my jersey and I like pulled it off and <laughs> ran a few fucking little moves and I uh, straight Jerome us <laughs> my way fucking into the car. We were gone, man.
1: Why well, but the girls, what was our fuck up and get our
0: money? Yeah, we got burned for our money and shit, you know? Oh, <laughs> well, that's
1: funny. Oh, man. I just I, I can just picture it when I heard it. I was like, that's hilarious. And we're like, we're never going to go there. Have you guys went back to that,
0: that strip club? We went, uh, yeah, a few years later. They're like, hey, are you? No, yeah, those chicks are probably, no, those are like, I went, what, maybe like 2013 or something like that. So oh. those chicks are probably like in their late 30s or something, okay. late 40s, you know. You never
1: know some girls will be over I, shit, man. <laughs> That's a good fucking story. Get in the ball. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much,
0: dude. Yeah, he was, That dude, he was a trip, man. My boy Louis, he was... Yeah, they used to, uh, his family used to call him Qaddafi. Qaddafi. So, yeah, so you know what I mean? And oh, fuck. He was just one of those guys fucking... Crazy, dude. Yeah, always was just trying to get pussy, you know what I mean? Fuck <laughs> yeah, so it was, it, was, it was fun hanging out with him, man, you know?
1: Hell yeah. So right now we're going to go take a little beer break, and we'll, we'll be back, and we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, his music, and he has a very, very good lineup of some, some good songs, man. We'll be back.
0: These motherfuckers gonna hear what I gotta say mm-hmm. Now it uh, may not sound the nicest uh-huh. But it's on some real shit uh-huh. you know? Fuck masculine on the beat Go oh, creep uh-huh. Most you motherfuckers in over your head Closer to the truth when blood's been shed Bitch ass fools and big mouth brats. Cozy with the law, acting up When shit pops up when we bear the the match don't really care about that
1: all right we're back on we took a little beer break get to know my boy so um how long how long you been doing rap
0: uh, i've been rapping technically my first recording was in 94 uh-huh. um i have a boy by the name of david lucio uh-huh. uh, also known as dj Togmatic. Um He had actually recorded a song before me, uh-huh. which I have on um, on YouTube. It's called the OG OVC rap. Uh-huh. And he did a song, basically, just hood stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, gang banging, talking shit about other neighborhoods. And he let me listen to it. Um He was a little bit younger than me. And I had been doing my own thing at that point. We're from the same neighborhood, whatever, but he's a little bit younger than me. He's a generation below me, so, you know... I didn't really, he was like, to me, he was a kid at that point, you know, and I was doing my own thing, and he's like, hey, you know, if you like rap, check this out, so, um, I, uh, um, I basically uh, heard it, and I was like, well, let's, let's get together, you know, yeah. and so we got together, and I started dropping music with him, every Friday night, we were dropping music, dropping you we're know. hungry, huh? Yeah, we're hungry. At that time, I mean, we'd go. We we're gonna party for sure that night. We'd go, hit the studio, and the studio consists of like a few turntables and a tape deck and a microphone, and uh, we'd you know smoke, drink. Uh record whatever we had to record and then we'd go hit the night, rest of the party from like one to like four in the morning, you know what I mean? Uh, so it was cool though. Damn. You know what I mean?
1: Did you um back and rewind? Uh when you were in junior high and high school, did you ever like write like paper? I'm gonna write this, this, this like lyrically?
0: Yeah, I did I did a lot of writing um up until that I finally actually recorded because I didn't know anybody that had equipment. I had a, a homie named DJ Riz. That was teaching me how to DJ and, and use a sample, but he didn't really have no like recording equipment. So uh, I was just trying to get into music any which way I could. Yeah. So when the homie, you know, t- uh, showed me a setup, I just dived in full, you know, force. And but at that point, I had already been writing mm-hmm. a whole lot. You know, I mean shit, I think the first time I heard a rhyme or, or a rap was through my homegirl Angie. Uh-huh. And this was like in 82, 83. Uh-huh. And there was some school function. This was at Cambridge Elementary. She's, she, she was a few grades up above me. She was probably like oh, fifth, sixth grade at that time. I was like first or second. Yeah. And they had the whole school functioning together. And she had uh. uh what do we call them back then? Ghetto Blasters, Boomboxes, or whatever. Little big old fat one. Yeah, she had She's one. Fat. I right? see only
1: see one once back in the day.
0: Yeah, she had one. And, you know, back then what was popular, was like Midnight Star, Rick James, and all that, you know, that kind of stuff like Midnight that. Midnight Star. Yeah, Herbie Hancock, all, you know, all that stuff. And I just remember her putting on a song. It was White Lines. White Lines. And... I mean, as a kid, I don't know what the hell white lines were about, but it sounded cool. Yeah. But like, oh shit, what is this? And you know, the guys rhyming all his words, you know. And I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? This shit's pretty cool, you know. And um, yeah, I got to credit my homegirl Angie, man. She's the, probably the, the, the. I'm pretty sure ninety nine percent. She's the reason. I even heard hip-hop in the first place. Shit, man. And from there, I just, I fell in love with it. You know what I mean? That's badass. Yeah, and I have a cousin from Santa Ana at the, around the same time. They were getting to DJing, they were pop-locking, breaking, and all that stuff. I also had another cousin. He came out in that movie Breaking, and um, he was sort of like a local celebrity in Orange County because he was like the only uh, breaker that had made it from Orange County... And, you know, in that movie Breaking, oh, you know, mostly if you want to find good breakers, they're all in L.A. County. Or
1: New York and all that? Yeah,
0: or New York, you know. And on the West Coast, it was L.A., you know, but he was the one that stood out in Orange County that could compete with everybody, you know, so... And like you know, I grew up with hip hop, you know. I remember
1: like uh when I was like in seventh eighth grade, breaking was back, you know? Yeah. Like in New York with you know, with like, I used to hear Lords of the Underground and oh, yeah. Das Effects and break dancing was back, dude. Yep. Was back, I was back, I was like, Fuck yeah then uh, I my friend tried to break and he did something to his arm and he broke it. Yeah. He went, I don't know how he'd do it that way, but he he broke
0: it. I was like, Fuck dude. Well that's what ended up being my cousin's uh, downfall. He uh I mean, he was like getting—he was getting paid. They were like paying him to do shows, and you know, it was—it was that era where it was real big. Yeah. And he did something to his back. He fucked up his back, and he know, never was the same again after that. So. Dang. That's, yeah, he started—you know—tapering off from doing that. This
1: ideas were—I um, think I've been watching. Um, While well, my girl's been telling me on Netflix, there's a the documentaries episodes of hip hop. Revolution, I think. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's uh, a hip hop evolution. Evolution, my yeah, bad. that's pretty good.
1: I, I haven't watched it, but I heard like it breaks everything down.
0: Yeah, it does. And it shows uh, basically, you know, Chicanos' place in hip hop, you know, because uh, a lot of people don't know that Kid Frost was right there neck and neck with uh, Ice T. They were Ooh. rivals that used to battle each other. Yeah. And, um, you know, everybody knows where hip hop started. Mm-hmm. You know, that was New York, you know. And when it got to the West Coast, you know, uh, we were there. Mexicans were right there, there at the it, forefront.
1: I always see like that with their sections. You have oh, like in back, you know, with the West Coast with, you know, the O.C., then you have L.A., then you have Long Beach and Compton and, and the Harbor. I feel like there's there's little little meccas like, well, this started here, this started there and everything. You can't be like, well, everything started in one place. Everything was in different were just coming together. I yeah, and it, did, and it
0: did and it evolved, you know. Um, you know, um especially on the west coast, you know, you had like I said, you had Kid Frost, he was right there at the forefront. Yeah. Crazy D. Uh he's a Chicano guy that was with well, that was from NWA. NWA? And, yeah. Uh do you remember the first NWA? It was NWA and the Posse? And they show, like, a group photo. and There's, like, maybe 10 guys. And there's, like, a light-skinned dude, like, kneeling down. He has, like, a fucking, uh, like, a 40-ounce in his hand. I
1: have to see that one.
0: Yeah, check it out. Uh, it's A.W.A. and the Posse. Well, he was he was Chicano. And he was credited with writing a few of Easy e songs. And there was a song called Panic Zone by uh, Okay. Uh, what's his name? Egyptian... Or was it? Uh, Egyptian
1: Lover, right? Okay, because that right there there's a person who I do the podcast uh, listen it's called the brick podcast uh, Tito Hood and he makes all the beats and he knows a lot of those people so it, it's all coming into one where you're talking about that and I know these people where it, it, it's making sense yeah
0: and so okay actually it wasn't Egyptian lover his name was um, Arabian Prince that's what okay. his name was so from what I've read that that song was originally called Hispanic Zone and they tried to, like, oh, you know, we want to market it more to everybody. So they switched it up to Panic Zone. Now, that's what, you know, the artist Crazy D said that that's, you know, where his place in N.W.A. was. But, you know, um, you also had, like, the Booyah Tribe. I don't know if you remember them. They, I heard the you. The Samoans from, yeah. I think they're from Carson. Carson. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, so... The West Coast was real versatile with who was engaged in hip hop at that time, you know? And then, of course, later on, you had the Light Browns, the Meloman the the, um, what was his name, Gerardo, and all those guys that came in. But, Gerardo?
1: Wikoslav? Yeah. <laughs> Slavik, that guy. Hey, I was gonna say, man, I'm, I'm a no homo, but you kinda look like Gerardo from Slavik, dude. Ooh! You, man! Oh, okay. You got that face, Very man. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember that shit. Cause yeah. you have the face, you know, like that. Cause now he has all cleaned up. I'm like he looks like he looks like Rico Giraudo, man, yeah. like Rico Suave, dude. <laughs> so
0: it, it's a trip, man, because you know, uh, right now, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of I'd say in the hip hop community a lot of uh, sort of like friction. Yeah. Because uh, Chicanos are, you know, they're making a big push right now. And I think sometimes some of the black artists maybe feel a little bit of. uh This is the
1: important subject I talk. About. We're getting into this now. The Chicano and, rap now.
0: Yeah, and I feel a lot of uh, a lot of times the black artists maybe feel a little bit threatened that maybe that you know, um, because Chicano rap didn't come as a label that I remember until 2000 or so. Okay, and you know. You had Kid Frost, like I said. You had Kid Frost back then, lighter shade of brown. Uh, the Mexicans, uh, who else? Proper Remember? Dose, Proper Al- Dose, A-L-T. yeah, uh, ALT. You had got a lot of uh, Latino artists, you know, not necessarily Chicano, Latino, and there wasn't that label though. Oh, oh these are Chicano rappers. These are, you know what I mean? It wasn't or Mexican. They were, it was all hip
1: hop. Because I was listening to a lot of that stuff when um, Low Rider was in oh yeah but well, thump records
0: yeah thump records had a lot of They had a stuff. lot
1: of like who's this like all these freestyles and all
0: that yeah stuff. mc boulevard the slow pains they had all those guys and i think they sort of maybe were a factor in developing that market to be chicano rap because i remember they they catered specifically to you know chicanos and lowrider enthusiasts you know what i mean and you know, Kid Frost and them, I mean, yeah, he came out with La a Raza, which a lot of Mexicans obviously took to, and that set a, a big blueprint, what I think, for what Chicano rap was, but you didn't have it now, like, where a black artist will say, Chicano rap, like, ah, we're not gonna fucking waste no time on it, you know what I mean, that's their shit. You know, back then I was like, "Oh, this Mexican dude rapping. Oh, he's pretty cold. You know, that's what pretty good. That like the beat and all that. Okay, that's cool. You know, now it's becomes more of a separation thing. Like, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people stereotype Chicano rappers as being, you know, like they don't got lyrics, they don't got style. And and the thing is, is it's only a few artists that put us in that box. You know, me at that time." I was already trying to do something different. I wasn't trying to sound like anybody else. I wasn't trying to, you know, at that time you had a lot of uh, Chicano artists. What they would do is they would hear like Ice Cube song, uh, West Side Connection, or DJ Quick, or whatever. And, you know, let's say they would say uh, uh, the song was titled On the West Side. They would change it, keep the same beat, maybe change the, 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 the verses, but they would call it instead On the South Side. You know what I mean? It's tailored to them. And I didn't see no originality in that. I didn't see no creativeness in that. You know what I mean? And I can see why a lot of people got irritated by that because, you know, the artists that were popping, the Chicano artists at that time that were popping were doing that kind of stuff because I guess people thought, you know, that was okay or thought that was, you know, cool at that time. But it's ran its course already. You know what I mean? And... You got to come with creativity, you know? Yeah,
1: that's just... Yeah, you don't want to be like this... Like, have music the same, same. You want to be different from everyone else.
0: Exactly. And that's... Me, as an artist, um, you know, if you go back and you look at at my body of work, you know, I got... You know, I've been rapping since the 90s. So, um, you know, I always try to do something different. I didn't... Use common phrases that everybody said. I didn't use styles that everybody said. I didn't, you know, use instrumentals that everybody was using. We were trying to come up with our own music. We we're trying to come up with our own slogans and catchphrases and hooks and all that because we were different. We, you know, uh, we're not LA County. I'm not from LA County. Y'all. I'm from Orange County, and yeah. nothing against LA County. I, I, I love my people from LA. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But we're just we're diff- different we're different demographic, you know? I'm, you know? I'm from Orange, and we're, as it is, we're sort of like black sheep in Orange County, you know what I mean? Because we, we're, we're, we're an old neighborhood and a predominantly white city, but our roots go back to like the early 1800s, and we got a lot of connections, and a lot of family ties and stuff with a lot of neighborhoods in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. So we've always had that connection, but, so, when our raps came out and reflected, we were different. We're not only different from L.A., we're different from a lot of cats in Orange County, you know? I mean, because you got a million rappers coming out of Orange County, or out of uh, Santa Ana. You got a bunch of rappers coming out of Anaheim, but you only had, like, two or three rappers coming out of Orange. blowing
1: out everywhere. Yeah. Like,
0: and I, I, like, I see OC rappers, like...
1: They're like, oh shit, it's just it's, you could see it in social media. It's like when I see a lot of social media, it's like a lot of uh rappers from OC Orange County popping up, like representing,
0: yeah, you
1: know, like from the Brea, you know, Orange, it's a lot of Santa Ana, yeah, a lot of Santa Ana, you know, they're just representing
0: hard, yeah. Like, and that was the thing, like back when when I was coming, I, I, I guess you could say I got semi serious with it around the early 2000s or so, and um. You know, we didn't have nobody to show us what to do. I had to learn how to mix, master, engineer, make beats, rap, and all that. Nowadays, you know, you can just go online, look up somebody's page, find a beat you like, purchase it from them, get your studio time, take it into the studio, pay them. You have your 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 rap written out, your song written out. Just go and perform it. They mix it and master it, and you're done. And it wasn't like that before. We had to actually go and the equipment on top of learning the equipment on top of making our own beats on top of writing our own raps you know what i mean it was a struggle so you know a lot of these newer artists they got it easy man you know it, it was hard for us pioneers the ones i mean i put out a video from 2003 that was I mean, that was a feat in itself because nobody in Orange County was pulling, putting out videos at that time.
1: I know, I don't know what I heard of. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I saw videos was like suicidal tendency, manic Hispanic. Oh yeah, you know, like all the you know the punk and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I would that. think of. Like the whole uh, two early two thousands, like with the whole emos and all the the indie music coming out, but. Yeah you're right I don't see that much Like rap in, in, From Orange
0: County No it wasn't And you know The thing is 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 we were Pretty underground too Because There wasn't those outlets There wasn't no YouTube Back then There wasn't real social media You had websites And stuff like that Yeah. But, you know It was different And Now you know You could go to anywhere In Orange County You could find a hip hop show And you know At a local bar Or club Or anything like that We had to go out To LA County I remember performing at the Key Club, at the Viper Room, and a few other places. We had to go out there and, you know, and, you know. That's when people were willing to go from Orange County out to LA County to see us. They were like, hey, you know what, you guys don't got no venue down here. We're like, nobody's doing hip hop at this time, you know? We were trying to hit up promoters and, you know, owners of the bars and, like, ah, you know, we don't want that shit. You guys end up getting a place shot up and shit like that, you know?
1: With that, L. Orange County in LA and, like, you stay over there.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was hard for us artists, rap artists in Orange County at that point in time. To really get a following or anything going so it was, it was tough at that time you know and I've stuck it out you know I went, you know I've got a lot of homies I started rapping with um, I have a video called Out of Control it's on YouTube um, you know you search on my channel uh, Oak Creek and uh, and that video has my original crew it's about eight or nine of us of us uh, there man, I'm like the last man standing that's still rapping, that's still doing Oh, no, they're not thing. doing it anymore? Most of them not. Like, I mean, I can hit them up. Hey, you know, can I get a verse or this and that? And, you know, they'll get pumped. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe want to do something. But then, you know, they got families, they got lives. Yeah, they, they just don't know how to, how to balance it like I do, you know?
1: Yeah, I get that because like do... Like, you're balancing your rap, your, your kids, like, with everything. I get it. That's the same thing with me. Like, I work, I'm balancing with my kids and doing the podcast. But you just, you got to have that balance. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know? And it, it's tough. And I can see, you know, where if um, you don't got no kind of support, you don't got no funding, you know, it's going to be easy, you know. I mean, I think... Most rappers or artists, they come out real optimistic, you know, okay, I'm going to drop a song, it, you know, it's, that song is going to be so hot, it's going to go viral, and then I'm good, you know, and then, you know, you go and you record a hot ass song that you think is dope, you put it out there, and it's out there for a few days, and you only got like three or four views or something, like, okay, you know, you realize at that point, you know. This this game is not just about skills no more. It's about marketing. It's about knowing people. It's about how you present yourself, how how you go about it, you know, and there's a formula to it. Oh yeah.
1: That's yeah. good. Uh <laughs> it's just like hearing all the stuff, it just it's very intriguing. It's for fresh, you know, like to to know the inside and now it's like the O. C. and the background, like to tell me about Orange County in the eighteen hundreds and everything and how the rap is you Know it's, it's getting there, but I don't. I feel like now the rap game is getting kind of watered down. There's just too much rappers, you know. There is,
0: yeah, there is, and there's
1: like too much. Like, well, who am I gonna listen to? Well, you know, it's just I, I don't. If I'm gonna focus, I'm gonna focus on one thing and stuff like that. I want to focus on millions of it's like, no, I can't.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is you know, there's a lot of artists. You know, it, it's good that you know, technology has obviously got us to the point where you know it's it's affordable to record affordable to be able to do music which is all fine and dandy mm-hmm. but what also happens though is you saturate with the market with a lot of artists that haven't perfected the craft mm-hmm. you know what i mean um, you know i'm obviously a lot better artist than i was 10 15 20 years ago when i first started you know yeah, i got my stuff down to the science now and but it took a lot of time and a lot of uh, you know me Putting in work to figure that out, and you got so many artists now that come out that put songs out, whatever, and it's sort of like Man, I really don't want to invest my time listening to this guy because you know he probably might not even have a career, you know, like he might have one good song and that's that, and or he might not even have a good song, or you know what I mean. And so it's like waiting and, and me as a as an artist and as a fan, it's hard. Any new artists I really really listen to like hard like I follow their career real tough because um, you know it's it's a different game it's not like it used to be you know it's not like we're okay you know uh, artists will put out um, an album like I remember Ice Cream putting out an album like every two years or okay so you know listening to that album for a few years until I know you know back and forth. And then he comes out with a new one and I'm ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The anticipation. Now they're just dropping, 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 dropping. So much dropping. And I think a lot of times a lot of artists just force shit out to just keep... And you got to have your content going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you know how it is with a podcast. You got to keep it going. You can't just do one or two podcasts and then, okay, and just live off those. You got to keep it rolling. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But a lot of artists haven't figured out that line. Okay, you know what? I'm going to... Um, I'm going to perfect my craft or I'm going to make sure I got a good product before I put it out.
1: That's what I do. Um, I was hearing a podcast with uh, Philippa Spars. They had Joey Cocodias. It's like, you know, when you do the podcast, do you care about numbers of people listening? He and Joey Cocodias is like, I don't give a fuck about that shit no more. Because it's like it's not about numbers no more. It's about being consistent and, and making good podcasts or making good stuff where it's like, oh, wow, you know? Like, he doesn't worry about that. Yeah. So as long as you're you're uh, you're making good music, you know, good rap songs and everything like that and people are like, oh, and the keyboard, it's going to come to you. Yeah. You know? That's like with me, I don't care about numbers anymore. Yeah. And uh, well, That's why with me, when I do the podcast, just stay consistent. Make it more like, wow, like, wow he really gets into, like, getting to know you, dude. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I... And it's all about respect, and I respect you, and all that stuff. It's yeah, I get it. Yeah, and you know,
0: for me, I mean, obviously, you know, to get money coming in and all that—that's it's gonna come. Yeah, it's gonna come, and you know, I'm not I'm worried about it. I just I put love into what I do, and for for me to pick up the microphone and put myself because I'm a I'm a pretty quiet person, a reserved person. I say to myself, yeah. I always just that's that's my nature, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so for me to put my thoughts and my feelings. Out like that takes a lot that, that means I got a lot of love for that art form you know what I mean yeah. and when I started rapping it wasn't even for me it was like man I want to represent my hood and represent make everybody proud of where we're from you uh-huh. know what I mean and I did it for them and then you know after the first song two songs people were, hey we got more music you know keep it coming keep it coming I bumped that shit you know and it's a trip because, you know, a few months back, you know, I remember going to McDonald's and some guy just, uh, an employee just randomly, hey, you're all creep, right? You rap? I'm like, yeah. Oh, my boy, he comes. He's got <laughs> all these pies and French fries and let me get a picture with you. He's bragging to all the employees, oh, this is old creep, this is that. I'm like, okay. Well, they probably don't know who the fuck I am, but, you know, it felt good, you know? It felt good, yeah. I
1: i get that sometimes too but hey it just it makes you feel good it makes your it makes your day yeah exactly and so uh let's talk about all your songs you got like the uh, the one when i started following you and you told me hey check out this song you tagged me um uh, this is for my this is for the g's
0: oh yeah I was so that's what um that song's produced by my boy mark sanchez um Known on Instagram as the Sancho Local show.
1: That beat in the beginning. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, sound of medicine. I was <laughs> like, when I heard it, I was like, that's, just, that's catchy. And I was like, "Bump that shit loud, dude. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I'm bumping in Long Beach. You yeah. don't care. But it's just like, I like that kind of beat. Like, the beat is like, and you can very chill. Like, dude. Yeah.
0: It's a cool song, too, because... Um, I got my boy um, Dave Drug from the Netherlands uh-huh. on there. He's a professional Muay Thai kickboxer mm-hmm. from the Netherlands and me and him hooked up in about 2012, uh, I don't remember the details exactly, but I heard some of his music and he heard mine and he was like, hey, let's, let's do the song. So we did a song called Double Up and um, it's on YouTube. Check it out, Double Up on, on the old Creep channel. Mm-hmm. and. Um, I liked it because it has like old West Coast style type beat and we're just trading uh, bars back and forth, you know, and it's it's pretty dope, you know, because I consider myself a, a lyricist and a good wordsmith, mm-hmm. you know, I don't just repeat the same fucking words over and over and over or, or find a cheap way out. I, I, you know, I really, I put, you know, a lot of thought and heart into my rhymes. You know? I like it.
1: Like, it's just, like, I like to hear like a good rap song where, it's like when I hear hear the words, it's like, oh, man, he must have been through stuff like this and that. I talk about, it like, I like that. Yeah. Like, I like it. It makes sense. Um, what about the one you had called Best Believe?
0: Best Believe, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I recorded that at my boy Seasons pad, man. Um, and uh, there was, a, I had just gotten out on bail, man. Mm-hmm. I got investigated for a shooting that they were trying to pin on me. And um, they weren't able to charge me for for it, um, but they found some. They found a few firearms at my house and, and some dope, and I lost my job. And that was a real bad time in my life. I was out on bail. I was going through a lot of shit, you know. And um, music became my my escape path to basically get everything out to be able to vent myself. And uh, my boy, man, he, my boy, Cece, came through for me on that one. He, you know, hooked up the B, hooked up the studio time, and we were we were diligent, man, and and real consistent. Every Friday, I get to his pad about seven o'clock, and we would knock out a song. Um, you know, call it maybe uh, a night at about four in the morning. Yeah. You know, go grab a bite to eat, and damn, we got another song. And you know, that was that was the the child of that you know that era right there. And you know it was a, uh, it was tough times, man. But music pulled me through. You know? I like
1: that, man. It's just like you 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 stay grounded. You're motivated. You're you're writing stuff. You're just putting stuff out. It's like just all that stuff just comes in your you know out of your heart. You know? Yeah, it like everything. does. It keeps you grounded. That's how I am, man. It's like when I want to go out, it's just, I know I want to stay home and do the podcast. Yeah. I don't want to be out getting might get into trouble. But I feel like to me, podcasts saved my life.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you you have a purpose now. You know, you you have some, you know, and, and, and they say you know, uh, people that have a, uh, feel they got a purpose in life uh, have more con- are more content because you know something like they like doing, you know, and music was always something I like doing, uh, you know, when I was a kid, my dad had bought me a Fisher Price freaking turntable. Oh I remember wow! Those. I never
1: seen that no, one. No, they
0: used to play like the forty fives and the and the and the uh, the records, but there was like white. And the, and the part where the turntable was going was blue and on top of it was yellow it had the Fisher Price the, color I have, to look, colors I have good. To look that one yeah out. check it out and I remember they got it for me and it was like it was real like heavy duty where you know you took off the needle like it wouldn't fuck it up or anything like that because you know it was for kids right so my dad also had a, a, a cassette recorder right that I somehow found and I learned how to use it so what I would do is I'd make my own little shows and um I believe this is it right here. Oh,
1: okay. I I, I used to have one. Yeah, I was like thinking two turntables right them. here. Yeah. I knew it was gonna be like that.
0: Yeah, exactly like this one. Let me see. And um, basically, this sucker right here, right oh, there. Okay, yeah. okay, I had one. I yeah. had
1: one. I had one. That was a long time ago. Yeah,
0: and so my dad had a um a cassette recorder. That would, I guess, could record, I uh, had like a, a built-in mic, and I would press play, and I'd play the records, and like, play, like, song, whatever, and I'd act like I was a DJ, and tell stories, and I had my own little, like, show and shit, you know? Yeah. And, um, I remember I had like maybe 10, 15 tapes, I'd add sound effects, like, oh, so, you know, someone's pounding on the door, and it was like, boom, 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 you know? <laughs> little shit like that, so... And I think that's what led me to the rap, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I always knew I was going to have something to do with audio, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it became, was the rap, you know? Dang. And it's it's a trip, you know, because, you know, this, this is the first time I'm telling this story, I think. I don't even think she's heard it, or she might have heard it. But, um, you know, I remember just liking music, liking audio, liking, you know, and that was my thing, you know? Dang,
1: That's badass. <laughs> Uh,
0: let's talk about uh, Dancing with the Devil Dancing with the Devil Now that song Is an old song Me and my boy Adam did His name Little Man from Santana Santana re- Yeah we Is did- that how
1: you say it in Santa or yeah. is it Santana? Or you
0: say Santana? Santana Alright So um, We did that song That concept came up Like in about 2003 2004 uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, we were, he had a home studio. And we recorded it. And, um... We did it, but we never really did nothing with it. Back then, like I said, um, there was no outlets. You know what I mean? There was no YouTube. There was no social media. There was no nothing really. So, we gave it to our friends. Everybody had it. We messed around with it. Okay. That was that. Well, I came across a beat um, by a dude named Underground Chemist. Mm-hmm. And... For some reason, it just called to me like, you know what? We should do an updated version of this song on this beat. So we we basically we redid it, and this song it's called "Dancing with the Devil," and basically it's a metaphor for the street life. You know what I mean? You, you know you fucking get in that street life, you start doing crime, drugs, and criminal activities. Mm-hmm. You're dancing with the devil, man. You know you're fucking. It's right there, you know, you're selling your soul out, you know, and, you know, and what happens in the end, you know, when you fuck with the devil, you got to pay the price, you know? Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) See,
1: it's, 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 it, 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 yeah, it makes sense, but also it's a reality check, like, hey, you choose this path. You want to choose this path being good, or you want to choose that path dancing with the devil?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and once you've got to dancing with the devil, man, there's no turning back at that point. You know, so you know, we you know, we all have a you know a choice in life. You know, to uh, take that dance with him, or decide like, hey, you know what, I'm gonna wise up before then. You know, and it's a good song. We just shot a video for it, like I think two or three weeks ago, uh, with Ninth and Media. Um, produced by underground Chemist, uh mixing master by my boy Ivan Reyes mm-hmm. and um, it's going to be a dope video man I'm probably going to get it like on Latin Beast TV um, you know I'm going to put some money into marketing it but I mean we had drones on it we had cameras uh the same kind of cameras they shot Lord of the Rings on oh shit sure. so you know it was and then we had a good location um that uh you know we got a lot of people to come out and it was a good it was a good shoot
1: I- and lastly, uh, Mr. Keeping It One Hundred.
0: Mr. Keeping It One Hundred. Yeah, man. Uh, that was another. That that song was another uh, byproduct of me dealing with the the legal system. Like I like I mentioned before, I was, you know, I was under investigation for some heavy duty shit. You know. Yeah. And um, you know, I was out on bail fighting multiple gun charges, and, and, you know, fire, or, uh, drug possession charges, and, you know, I was looking at a lot of time, and, um, you know, um, at that point, I felt a lot of people had abandoned me, a lot of people had, you know, because up until that point, shit, I had a house, I had fucking nice cars, and money, and jewelry, I was, you know, I was living it up, you know, and... Everybody loved me then, you know, but as soon as things got tough and I didn't have that money no more, I didn't have... You know, half the shit out everybody fucking disappeared on. I mean, you
1: find out who you really friends are. Dude. Exactly. And and I know, I get
0: it. Yeah, that's where Mr. Keep It One Hundred came from. I was like, you know what, no matter what, I'm a fucking keep it one hundred. No matter fucking everybody could fall off, everybody could fucking act funny or, you know, say what they want about me, but I am me and I'm gonna keep it one hundred and fucking I ain't gonna change for nobody, no matter what the fucking circumstances are.
1: You gotta be real. You gotta yeah. just be yourself. You can't be fake, you just like, hey, it's like when I always tell people, it's like, you know, like, I'd rather be honest with you than be fake honest with you. Exactly. I just, I can't. Because you can smell, you can smell, like, oh, oh this guy's bullshit. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you
0: know, I can smell that shit a mile away, you oh, know. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, especially, like, like, like now, too, um, you know, I'm getting off parole. I've been out... Uh, Three years now, you know. I'm looking to graduate from college. Oh uh, yeah, man. You know, within a few semesters, and you know, I got my music career turning around. And when I initially got out, I mean, I even had family members fucking, you know, fucking, not even try to fucking reach out and help me, and you know, basically shit it on me. You know, my my daughter's mom shit it on me. Both of my daughter's moms shit it on me, thinking you know I wasn't gonna fuck. Oh, he's always gonna be the same, and all he's gonna do is get in trouble. He's just, you know what? All I needed was a fucking chance to fucking redeem myself and whoever shitted on me then, you know. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fucking hero. It's redemption, I am. dude. Yo, it's redemption. That's the, I'm, back, I'm like you know? the same
1: thing in my same thing. Like like I was going through so much hardships. I used to be homeless. I mean I was just mischief. I was finding myself. Then all of a sudden once I got all my shit together and, and now I know what I want now. Now like my heart's in a in a good place. Yeah. Like now I'm gonna Gonna have a baby. I have a good girl who's backing me up. I'm trying to be the best father I can be. You know, it's just that I feel I have everything good, a good job, just everything. And to me, even if this podcast gets big or not, I'm always gonna be fucking humble. Yeah. It's always gonna be like I'm not gonna be stuck up. It's like
0: I'm always gonna be humble. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And right? that's how it should be, because yeah. you know what? Hey, you could have all the fucking money in the world, you could be the best looking guy, you could whatever. But you know what? All that shit could be took from you. You know, and can't nobody take that fucking humbleness from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know
1: how it is to have everything, then being rock bottom, then getting your back, your life back in order again. Like how you said, it's redemption.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is, you know, I've. Uh, I recorded lots of music. I wasn't able to push out a lot of music for the last three years because of law enforcement. Yeah, I Because understand, of yeah. A parole. So I had to pick and choose. I would let out little songs here and there and write it out until, you know, uh, 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 as much as I could. But now, after March, I'm off parole. I got two videos already shot, ready to go. And I'm going to just market all my songs single by single by single. And, you know, it's going to be a pretty big year. Fuck, oh, dude.
1: I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm now. I'm sold. Yeah. I'm sold. What I can. I mean, thank you. And you gave me one of your your CDs. I'm I'm gonna hear it one when I go drive to <laughs> the Claremont. I'm gonna bump that shit. Yeah, that's right. And all that stuff.
0: Um, are there any uh, upcoming stuff down the road for you? Um, like I said, I got a bunch of albums or a bunch of songs that I originally we we're gonna we we're gonna put together a, a few albums. One was called Exit Oak Creep, and the other one was called Enter because I'm turning that page in my life. Old Creep was the gangster grimy cat off the streets and is still that gangster cat, but he's more refined, more, you know, he's learned a lot. He's, you know, he's, he's better at what he does than when he was Old Creep. But the way the market is nowadays, It's better to market your songs as singles all the way through. You get more bang for your buck. Uh, What happens nowadays, people put out albums, 10 songs uh, on one album, and they'll put out one single for the whole album, and the rest of the songs will get overlooked. That one song might get hot, and it's not like, you know, anymore where you go and you're going to pick up a vinyl record or a cd and you're going to have all these songs no more. nowadays you just go on your phone and you find whatever you want so that's the way the game's played now is everything's single 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 so i'm gonna so from what was going to be a bunch of albums i'm just gonna single 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 and you know i'm gonna stretch it out and you know everybody they should you know you're gonna see a lot of different sides to me a lot of different uh Stories, you know, I've opened up myself before I used to be real. Um, just, you know, the gangster shit, the, the hardcore grimy, you know, uh, the street shit now I've opened up my my, you know, um, uh, I guess you would say my my platform and you know, I got songs, you know, for uh, I made a song for my girl here um, You know, I got I made a song with a uh, cat out here in orange county named epidemic uh, basically talking about you know my relationships and my struggles with with having trying to be in my kids lives you know so but i still got you know so you know i still have my street shit for my fans too you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so you know I, I opened it up the spectrum and you know should be a lot of good stuff that's that comes out you know that's
1: bad is your stuff gonna be is it's is it gonna be on itunes or
0: anything um Yeah, it'll be on uh, My distribution covers iTunes, Spotify YouTube um, Mm -hmm. Google Play Pandora All that stuff YouTube Music? About
1: YouTube Music? Yeah, that too Okay, I'm always always On YouTube Music
0: Okay, yeah I think the only one I'm not on is SoundCloud And that's just Because they don't pay shit you know what I mean? Yeah, At man. least for, for, for my distribution deal, I won't get nothing out of it. So, I just like, all, whatever. You know what I mean?
1: That's good, man. Well, um, lastly, is, do you have any plugs?
0: Yeah, I got a few plugs. Um, of course, look me up on official underscore O period creep on um, Instagram. On YouTube, I'm OCR33P. Uh, let me give a shout out to um, Jay's. Photography. That's J A Y S P H O T O G R A P H E E on Instagram. Uh, don't forget to look up my son Drew Soto eighty on Instagram. He's the one that's doing all the um, the drone work for most of my videos and everything. Oh, okay. So um, if you guys need drone work, let us know. Keep it in the family. Yeah, we keep it in the family. Everybody's, you know, got the role and, and you know what we do. Um, you know, I'm looking to get my son's probably uh, rapping within the next year or two as well. That's awesome. So, um, you know, uh, I got to give shots to the backbone of my operation. That's Ivan mm-hmm. R714. Reyes is uh, on Instagram. Without this guy, you, I wouldn't be here right now. He's the only one that basically had believed in me when I got out. Then asked me for money, gave me beats, and just you know what? Let's record, let's let's make history, let's do good music, and he's a very talented guy. You know, I mean, he does everything. Um, you know, I gotta give it up to uh, my boy Dave Drug out of the Netherlands. He fucking he held, he held it down for me on some gangster shit, on some rap shit. Um, you know. He wrote me in prison. You know what I mean? Fucking, how many people write you in prison, you know? Where? Yeah, exactly. Um, Gotta give it to the homie OG Big Wicked here from Orange County, too. You know, he put me on. Um, He has a pretty big platform, and he put me on. I mean, he paid for the video. He paid for everything that was done on on a track called Before the Rap shit. And, um, you know, he put me on, you know, and he he showed me a lot of love and asked for a diamond return. So... You know, I gotta, I gotta give him love for that. You know, and he's always been a class act. You know, um, can't forget the uh, homie Cultura seven one four. Can't forget my boy Shark from from Orange Body of Cyprus. I
1: like that name Shark. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> my homegirl Angie. I
1: want to shout out to Angie. She's like, yeah. I don't me a fucking shout out. I know that motherfucker. Yeah, Ooh. that's
0: the homegirl right there, man. She, you know, whenever some dumb brides would give us problems. Hey, will you talk with her, homegirl. Huh, girl? Oh, yeah, I'll talk to her. <laughs> 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 got to give it to my girl, uh, Jessica. Uh-huh. Uh, love her, of course. Um, and uh, Ninth and Media. Just everybody in my circle, you know. And I know I'm going to forget a lot of people. My boy, Siskel, uh George, uh, my boy, Evans. Everybody out there. You know, Sight Dick. Everybody out there that, that, that's got behind me that that you know had faith in me that you know that um you know that knew that i was gonna fucking do what i said and say what i what i was gonna do and you know i really appreciate the shots to you too man reaching out you know hey let's say
1: i just i always do this with two hands because because i i i believe in you i doing this podcast it made me understand uh what you've been through your redemption with the rap and everything and stuff. And it, I show so much fucking respect for you, dude. you, Because you're man. grinding it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there ain't no where to go but up at this point, man. I've already been in the lowest fucking depths of hell. So, gotta go up now, man. Oh, well, I mean. it was an honor for
1: you to do my podcast. And uh, well, lastly...
0: Shout out to Angie again, of course. I want to make sure. <laughs> What's like, up, oh, Grumpy? What's up? Oh, wow. She's Grumpy. That's her nickname. That's Grumpy? Her, yeah, <laughs> Grumpy. <laughs> What's up to her man and my homeboy, Chewy? What's up, dog? Hell yeah.
1: Well, uh, thank you for doing the podcast. Um, you can find me, I mean, uh, my Megan Man's podcast, you can find me on Instagram at Man 6980 I'm working on a different Instagram and a Facebook to get all my followers uh, you can uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast, rate and review. You can find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podpeen, uh, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and follow him. Follow my boy.
0: Yep, official O Creek on Instagram. Hell or yeah. get on my YouTube at OCR33P. Give my music a listen. I've been in this game a long time. I got a good catalog. I got like 20-something songs up there. Um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be one song or two you're going to like. I don't expect you like them all, but there should be one you like up there.
1: Hell yeah. All right, then. Mega Man's out. Jay's out. We Peace. out. Later.